Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son, Juicy, or in this episode, Juice son, Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. You've stood around all week, but the waiting is finally over. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon, and no one's keeping me in a box. This is Nonsensored. Hello, and welcome to another week of Nonsensored, the podcast that gathers all the best bits from my wildly popular and completely real radio show. I am, as always, joined by... My producer, Martin, who I have to say is rather exhausted this week, aren't you, Martin? It's been a very long week. Uh, I'm, I'm just glad to be sitting down inside and, and, and just not not in the queue anymore. No no, no more queues, please. You did, you did queue for a long time, Martin. Seven days. I don't, I don't think the queue was, was going on that long, though. I got wild by the end. I, I was just queuing up in anything that turned up. Right. Yes. No. It's sort of Stockholm syndrome, but instead, it's um. I I don't know what the the syndrome queuing syndrome would be, but that that sort of that sort of thing. Yes. It was worth it though because you were there with the people, and you got some you got some wonderful little interviews uh, with them, didn't you? There were all sorts of of, of patriotic people down there going down to pay their respects. Um, it, it, it was, to be honest. It was a labour of love, but it was a pleasure to be down there. And yeah, I was very glad to meet all all manner of characters. Oh, brilliant. Well, let's take a listen. Here we go. And just coming through the crowd now. And Hello there. Hello. How are you doing? Hello. Uh, hello. What's your name? Um, Mallory. Mallory. It's lovely to see you out here. Uh, are you enjoying the queue so far? Yeah, I'm. Loving it. Oh, okay. I can see you've got an open G and T there. You're getting in with the uh, the prize. So, what what made you come down today? I just love a queue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're you're here for the queuing, but I mean, uh, for you, what is it that that this represents? This moment. Um. Well. Um. Queuing. It's like waiting, but more fun. It is, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of waiting and queuing, but this, I mean, this is a very particular queue, isn't it? So, um, I mean, you you do know what we're queuing for, don't you? What? What we're queuing? Well, it's it's so the the, the Queen uh, passed away. This is where we've everyone's got their little their little flags and people are riding. You've seen all the little pictures of the Queen. The we don't have a Queen. It's, it's 2022. We don't have a... No, that's, that went a long time ago, didn't it? I'm, I'm afraid uh, to tell you that we, we, we... I mean, we don't have a Queen at the moment. She, she uh, 
She she passed away just uh, just just a few days ago. Um, oh, that's very sad. Is she, is she all right? No, she passed away. She's dead. That is, uh, she's she's she died on the eighth of, uh, of of September. Oh, God, I just I hate it when people die. Oh, this this cue might not be the cue for you. I thought I was just having a fun time, just waiting, and I, I didn't know I didn't know someone had died. Oh well, no, that's fine, that's fine. Um, I, I, I tell you what, Mallory, uh, I, I, no, no no need to be sad. Um, what about the queue? Let's just focus on the look. We've got lots more queuing to do before we get to the dead body. <laughs> dead body? Is there a dead? There's a dead body. Yeah, well, I mean, it is the queue for the dead body. When, when you make me say it out loud, it does sound a little bit strange. Why? Why the f- is everyone queuing to see a dead? That's just it's. That's just morbid. What's what's wrong with everyone? Okay, Mallory, I, I can't help but notice that you. I mean, you can leave the queue if if you want. No, I can't leave queues. I can't. You just clearly a lover of queues. Well, I mean, I, I can respect that. That's actually probably the most British thing that I've heard all day. British. What do you mean, Britain? Britain, it's the country that we're in, Mallory. It's the name of the... We're in Great, Great Britain. Oh, that's what they meant. Coming up to uh, hour 17 in the queue here, and um, I'm just heading out to meet some more people. I can see, can see one... Woman here in the uh, uh, hello hello uh, hi he- hello hello hi. There. Do, do do you mind having a word? Uh, uh, I, um, I'm, oh no, producer Martin from from Nonsensored. I don't know if you've heard of us. No, I haven't. But I, 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 it was lovely to talk to you, though. Hello, uh, hello, and and, and uh, how are you doing? How's how's your day been in the queue? Have you been in here for long? Well, I just think it's been marvelous. It's so wonderful to be here with all these people. It, it really feels like a a sort of um, like the blips or something like that. You know, when the country was great, that's what it feels like. We're all together. Yeah. We, we, none of us know what we're doing. You know, we're, we're all laughing along and we're singing songs. We're joining together. It's just like, um, just like this country should be. Yes, like the Blitz. I, 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 I suppose a simpler time is, is the thing, because obviously the Blitz wasn't really a, necessarily a good thing that happened to the country, but I think I get what you mean. <laughs> That's right, but, the, but the, the Queen loved the Blitz. You, you have to remember that she, she loved the Blitz so much. Well, she, she worked as a mechanic, of course, in the Second World War, um, contributing not to uh, sustaining the Blitz, but, but uh, fighting you know, the, the, the Nazi element back to where they came from. <laughs> no, at that point, she wasn't a Nazi no, at that point. But, uh, yes. Um, anyway, uh, you must be uh, a big fan of the Queen to have come out here. Um, I mean, ha- how long have you been in the queue now? I know everyone's been doing sort of different times. I've been floating up and down all day. <laughs> That's right. This time I've been in uh, for nine hours, but uh, this isn't my first time. Uh, this is, I'm on, this is my seventh time round. Seventh time round for me. Uh, you've already completed the, the queue time round. and you've returned to the queue. Is that, is that correct? Oh, I had to. I had to. I couldn't, I couldn't nod. I, I came out the first time and I thought, what am I going to do now? And I just thought, I, I was just drawn all the way back to Southwark Park. And I, and I just thought, I have to do it again. I, and, and then once I did that, I had to do it again and again. Wow. And sort of like, um, I imagine the, the, the first time that uh, Oblivion opened 
at, at Alton Towers. You know, you go on once, but it's so good, you need to go back and re-experience that. That's uh, maybe, but I, I haven't checked myself this That's time. That's fair enough. No, that is better than a lot of people have been doing, uh, to be fair. Um, Oblivion is really scary. What, what, what could I say was your uh, highlight of your queuing, you, as a queuing veteran? Oh, it's just the, the stillness in the room. It's just so wonderful. It's so peaceful. Oh, so and, it's the, the um, end there's it, that. It is in the Abbey, is it? That's, that's your favourite bit. That's probably the highlight. The second thing was probably the birth of my son, uh, which happened just on the second time round. So he's only seen... Um, He's only seen the coffin six times, so we're never going to let him live that down. <laughs> but we'll have all seen it seven times, and he'll have only seen it six times. We'll be reminding you of that forever. <laughs> you, you, you gave birth in the queue. Yes, wow. that's right. And I, do, and I don't... Well, I... I congratulations, congratulations, person. by the way, of course. Um, oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm quite a spiritual person, and I do... I, do, I don't know about this, but I do wonder if maybe... Uh, some of Her Majesty's soul has has gone into him, and I, I mean, which is why he, he's called Elizabeth. And I just, you know, there's something about the way that he moves his hands. It's like a little royal wave or something like that. And I just think, oh, maybe there's a little bit of Her Majesty in him. And um, the other thing is, he he also doesn't like black. People. Okay, right, that's interesting. Well, um, I, I tell you what, it's it's been uh, fascinating talking to you. Good luck. And uh, and congratulations on on young Elizabeth. Uh, <laughs> what a what a chap! I'm sure we'll be hearing more from him. Uh, now, Martin, we did have an exclusive interview with Vladimir Putin himself, which unfortunately we couldn't put in the program because he wanted to speak prior to the funeral. And I told him, I said, Vladdy, no, no news until choose which he took badly um, and, and took very much to heart. A bit too much to heart, I'd say, Martin, looking at, at recent events. Yes, judging by um, the, the fallout of that, we, we may be uh, approaching some kind of imminent nuclear war. But um, but that's the cost of good journalism, that I suppose. That is the cost of good journalism, and we have to prioritise. And talking of prioritising, we did get someone very important on the show, and it was, of course, our diversity her, Ishan Akbar. He came on with his hot and spicy takeaway of the week, and it was pretty hot and pretty spicy this week, I'd say, Martin. I'd say, oh, Martin. It certainly, oh, it certainly burned my mouth. Let's take a listen. Ishan Akbar, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you're all right. Yes, you know, all right. Dealing, dealing with a bit of a bit of a sore throat. Doing a lot of speaking, crying, howling. Really, um, this 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 week. You do so sound it, like been, you've been grieving. It must be said. Yes, it's been it's been tough on the vocal cords. But you know, I'm nothing but not a trooper, and so I'm here, and I'm ready to to broadcast to the nation. Wonderful. Well, this is this is something we love and admire about you, Harriet. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, Ishan, let's talk no more about me because there are more important things going on. Tell me, what is your hot and spicy takeaway of the week? Well, as you would have seen in this uh, wall-to-wall coverage of the funeral of the late, great departed Queen Elizabeth II, there was some controversy at as the Duke and Dame of Morning Television, Philip Schofield mm. and Holly Willoughby, 
were accused of jumping the queue and using their fame as a, a way to uh, see the Queen's lying in state. Now, they got a lot of criticism for it. Now, my hot and spicy takeaway on this is they were right. They were right, right to jump the queue because this is Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby. Yes. They're the hosts yes. of this morning. I mean, without them, we wouldn't know if it was the morning. Do you want them to queue up for 24 hours and there be no morning the next day? That is so true. Some people are there thinking, well, hold on a minute. David Beckham is a national icon. He queued up. Yes, but David Beckham is no longer serving the country, is he? David Beckham has swanned off to America. Whereas every morning, Holly and Philip are there telling us that it's the morning. Well, they're they're investigative journalists, aren't they? So they need to get in there quick so they can see what's really going on. I think that's that's the crux of the matter, isn't it? They're two of the best investigative journalists we've got in this country, frankly. And to to give them access to be able to just find out the truth behind the funeral, to to really uncover the the truth behind Meghan Markle's behaviour in and around... The funeral. I mean, what? Why are we criticising them? I, I thought we'd be on their side, frankly. I know. I've got and to say, Ishan, if if you don't mind me, uh, can you hear me? Am I coming through? Okay. Yes, 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 producer Martin, you're, you're loud yeah. and clear. I've got to say, the uh, you know, I, I, I'm in the line. I'm I'm in the queue. I've been here for a long time. There's, I can tell you that on the ground, it's not in favour of Holly and Phil. I don't want to bring into question their investigative. <sighs> journalistic how, how, standards how, how long have you been queuing for i mean at this point it's anyone's guess time has no meaning right i've i think he's been there for the about three days back. for about three yeah. days well look i mean producer martin if you were and any kind of journalist let alone investigative then perhaps i could understand that you wouldn't be in that queue but as it stands you are just a, a common person Ishan, i i would Never claim to be a salt-of-the-earth sort of person, but having spent some time with real, normal people, I, I now feel that I understand them, and they, they don't care for it, this this queue jumping. You know, it, I, I saw one child trying to nip in to join his parents. He'd just nipped out to go to the toilet, and uh, and he, he, he was set upon... I didn't see what happened to him exactly, but it seems like street justice. This is, no, this is actually very interesting because the thing is, Martin is down there with the normal folk, um, you know, the, the so bacon sandwich, beer guzzling, people of Britain, and he's queuing. And, and well done you, Martin, for paying respects to our Queen. But I would say that Holly and Philip are of a different echelon of society. They're a VIP lane for a reason. Yes. Okay. And yes, you're saying that the common people are angry and don't understand, but they never do. I would say that when it comes to royalty in the United Kingdom, aside from bloodline, Philip and Holly are effectively our king and queen. You know what? I tend to agree with you, Ishan. I I respect them a lot, but it's less about bloodline at the moment in the queue. It's more about bloodlust. And there's the smell of the French Revolution here. I think people are very pro-royal, but they wouldn't be beyond a beheading. I think something's about to change. There's, there's, There's change in the air. And Holly and Philip, wherever they are... I should say they should get to safety. Frankly, it is safe for them then in that case to have jumped the queue and gone gone home. They did the right thing. Now, if, listen, if I, I, I should 
I should just say, um, for, for balance, that they are saying apparently that they didn't jump the queue and they were just doing their jobs. They were just doing, doing their, their jobs. Job. Of course they were doing I've their jobs. tell you, there's, there's a lot of different rumours going around the queue at the moment. Much like Glastonbury Festival, people don't know what to believe. I wish I Martin did Mr. his Blobby job. Had jumped the queue. Martin Was he invited? Greatly... I just yeah. don't know. Martin, if you did your job, I think we'd all be a lot happier. As if you, you just, you, we need you to produce this show. And there you are in the queue just finding gossip. That's what you're doing. We're spreading no, gossip yeah, Isha, and lies. I, I'm against you here. He's, he's there with the, the people. He's going through something. And I, for one, am all here for it. Well so, done, Martin. So, so, Martin, look. You're, so, you're in this queue. How how long are you expecting? Absolutely. How long are you expecting to to remain there before you see the coffin? That's a very good question, Ishan. At this point, it could be ten. It could be twenty hours. I don't see the end of the line coming anytime soon. Oh right. Okay. So you you definitely won't be you won't be home tonight. No, I should imagine I'm 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 planning to be here in the queue where I'll be standing or sitting. I don't think I'll see my bed this evening. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, I make sure I'll make sure that your your bed is is seen to. Wait. What? Okay. No, I see what's going on here. No, no, none of that, Ishan. Um, what? Martin, don't be distracted. Don't let him distract you from your purpose. You are doing a noble thing here, Martin. You are doing a noble, noble thing. Yes, very for the noble, good Martin. Of the Queen and the country. Stay and in the queue, Martin. Don't be deterred by Ishan with his good. wicked words. Don't let him. Don't let him tempt you away, Martin. Absolutely, You've been stay away there. Thirty-two hours. The Queen whatever and country. You hear, whatever. The queen and country. The Queen and country. Don't think about your Queen, but your Queen. Stay Martin, in the queue. Martin, if you see what I'm saying. I'm full you of some very confusing emotions right now. You must stay in the queue for your queen. Stay in the queue, Martin. Do not try and speed it up. Stay where you are. I think I'm going to be sick. Oh, no, it's fine. I can work through it. It's good to have a, a, a jolly man in the queue. Now, look, it's not all about the Queen. It's not all about the Queen, although we'd like it to be. I mean, I, I'd i have liked a news blackout for a bit longer myself. Um, but we did speak to Chip Randy Jr. III from across the pond. Uh, he is one of Trump's lawyers. And there's been a lot going on there. So let's listen to that. Now, Donald Trump has once again been in a little bit of trouble this week. So we thought it's only fitting that we speak to one of Trump's lawyers, uh, Chip Randy Jr. Hello, Chip. Welcome to the show. Woo! Hey, hey, Harriet. Chip uh, the third, Jr. the third. Oh, sorry. Chip Randy Jr. the third. I do apologize. That's probably uh, down to my producer not doing his homework. I, I'm terribly sorry. I, I, an oversight, I, I assure you. Hey, nothing but love here, baby. Forgiveness. Oh, Chip. I see, this, I, this is why I love talking to Americans. They've just got a lot of love. They're very easygoing. And I guess you've had to be easygoing with everything that's been going on. So sure. New, New York Attorney General Letitia James has filed a lawsuit against Trump that alleges... Yeah decades-long fraud by the former president, his family, and yeah. his associates. James said, in short, he lied to gain massive financial benefits for himself. Now, 
I mean, this what what, what is going on here? Well, uh, first, uh, Harriet. Ooh, I just want to say that. You, you, can I just say you you all right? Oh, uh, sure. Oh, that- uh, yeah. I've got a, a mild head cold, uh, but right. uh, ooh, I'm getting over it. It's fine. But uh, first, I want to say that's shit. Right. That absolute shit. That, that what Letitia James is saying that that's just not true. Uh, Trump is innocent on all charges, and whatever uh, case she has to bring will be thrown out of court, and she will be countersued. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh my, you sure you haven't got like maybe COVID or something like that? Oh no, minor minor head cold. COVID is not real. It's uh, so minor head cold. I am getting over it though. I am bouncing back. <laughs> bouncing back. So so, Chip, it's interesting you you say all this because one of his friends, I think, once said that Trump was the most persecuted man. Yeah. In the history of the United States. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what you're saying here, that really, that, that kind of implies it. Sure. Uh, in the history of history, uh, Harriet, uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. You've got him up there. Number one, the Riz, number one. Yeah. He, he had a really hard time. Jesus Real hard did. time. Uh, yeah. Then maybe Augustus Pinochet and then Trump in third, but he's getting the bronze persecution which is still which is still i think quite quite a good achievement getting the bronze sure sure um, but I, I i wouldn't be doing my job if i said that um so Letitia james has said she's found fraud related to 23 assets that were inflated uh, every year between ooh. 2011 and 2021 uh, totaling over 200 false and misleading valuations that's i'm mean, that's that's quite a, that's quite a lot i mean apparently they do have quite a lot of um, I, I know this is a dirty word. I know, Chip, you and I, we had a little conversation about this before we aired. We sure uh, we did. don't like this word. <laughs> but there was um, a lot of, uh, in inverted com- commas, evidence. Um, sure. That, yes. Uh, well, I would say, Harriet, uh, bring, bring it on. Huh? Well, I... Bring on. the Bring it on. Where is the where is the evidence? I don't see no evidence. She's presented no evidence. Where is the evidence? Uh, where is it? They, they... They picked up a lot of evidence, physical evidence from the Mar-a-Lago. I think that's where they got a lot of it. Well, also the, the tax returns, it's there. It's also in a different sort of uh, business account details that came from Deutsche Bank. Uh, sorry. I think there's actually quite a lot of, of physical evidence. Martin. Sorry, Harriet, who's this dweeb? <laughs> I, I, I'm so sorry, Chip. This is this is our producer, Martin. Sometimes producer He's not Martin. really supposed to contribute, but he just, just sometimes he just does. Yeah. Well, uh, well, let me tell you, buddy, uh, you're you're barking up the wrong tree here. Uh, there's been no evidence. In fact, the, the FBI agents that, that trampled all over Mar-a-Lago, can I just say, they did not wipe you, their feet. Do you know what I hear when I hear the word evidence, Producer Martin? And I think Chip will agree with me here. I hear the word witch hunt. Well, I'm, I'm, you and I are on the same page when it comes to that one, mm. uh, 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 Harriet. It's an absolute witch hunt. and I've never known uh, a man... More hunted, yeah. so hunted. Uh, you, you, may, you may as well pull him in, in the Salem witch trials, for God's sake. Yes. So, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah. he's been literally burned. Yeah, at well, the stake. I yeah. feel like the use of the word "literally" there is probably not the way that it isn't. Well, in the hey, listen, in the in the U.S., buddy. The word literally, and uh, trust me, from a legal pers- perspective, that is uh, the right. This absolutely right, literally okay. means it's absolutely uh, bang on. So okay, the yeah. but but out, but out, man. That's why I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> the, what that poor man is is going through, and I'm so glad that. 
the Trumps have been speaking out about this, yeah. about the, you know, the, the, the witch hunt that he's enduring. Great family, strong family. Um, you know, that yes, there's been some, you know, if we go to look at history, things like the Trump Foundation and Trump University, it's always had sort of claims of fraud. And when I look at that uh, so-called evidence, I go, wow, this witch hunt's been going on for a long time, actually. Yeah. A long time. Sure. Uh, we, I mean, through everything, through uh, Trump casinos, uh, Trump's yes. stakes, uh, they were shut down because of uh, a witch hunt, a beef-based witch hunt. And they were good stakes, man. They were prime, they were prime stakes. Really? I, I, never, I never had one, but I'm sure they were wonderful. Yeah, shut down because of the loomy left. As his lawyer, do you see yourself more as like a John Proctor? Was that the, the man the in, in, die in, in The Crucible? That's of Keanu oh. Reeves, was that? In The Matrix. Yeah, I'm like Neo, man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm seen it all. I'm across everything. I see all. Letitia, I, I see her. She's going down. I'm, I'm, I'm dialing into the code, man. Yes. I'm, you know, I'm across it all. Bring it on is what I say. Bring it on. You're a man ready for battle. I can I can hear it. I'm, I, 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 a sharp I'm legal ill, mind. Ill man, ill man ready for battle. A minor head cold. Hurry it, but I am on top. Trust me. Um, it was Daniel Day-Lewis, not not uh, Keanu Reeves. Who's Daniel Day-Lewis? Sorry, my, yes, just to, again, once again with the facts. It's uh, Who's Daniel Day-Lewis? Um, I think who I is Daniel Day-Lewis? Is he, is, the one who says, what a because question. it is my name and I will only get one in my life. Who's that? Is that now? Is that someone else that joining? Very impressive. That, that was that was my Daniel Day Lewis. Never heard of that guy. Really, quite wonderful, Martin. Oh, what what a what an astounding talent that I never knew. I didn't, well, I didn't know you possessed any talent. So I've there been we doing go. Some amateur dramatics on the weekends. But, oh, um, I see. I <laughs> now, shit. Oh shit! Oh dear! Woo! Um. Now, Chip, but before you go, sure. I just want to briefly. Um, address uh, something else quite worrying that Donald Trump has said, where he sure. said that the FBI huh? stole his will yeah, and also they didn't take their shoes off yeah, uh, they, when they entered the property. Really, real rude, real uh, jerks. They were real yeah. jerk-offs, the whole lot of them. And, and the, those uh, files, they were all, they were all neatly in a, in a folder and in a drawer. And they just, they just pulled that shit out and they threw it everywhere, man. Everywhere. And they took his will. They took Don's will. Who does they that? Did. Who well, does the that? FBI, man. The, 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 FBI the bogus FBI. Witch hunt. Yes. Sure, 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 witch, sure. witch hunt. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the, on the program. Hey, a pleasure, um, man. And uh... Now, our interview this week was with British broadcaster and political commentator Ian Dale. An actual conservative, Martin. Yes, absolutely. I thought you felt very at home with him. Um, and a charming chap as well. Had quite the chuckle. Charming chap. Uh, now with, with him and Jeff Norcott, that takes our total of conservative guests up to two. Uh, Martin, I, I think we could do better, uh, but it's a start. Well, you know, you're all about holding people to account and challenging them. So, I mean, sometimes when you get people that you share an ideology with, it just doesn't always bring home the bacon in terms of you being able to really hammer those lefties. Right. I don't know what that means. I mean, Ian wasn't as right as I would like, but it's still a, a fun conversation. Let's take a listen.
Well, uh, we're joined here by Ian Dale. Hello, Ian. Hello. Now, I just actually went on your show and... Because we like a bit of incest, don't we? Yes. Oh, yes, we do. We do like a bit of incest. I think it's, it's a really... Um, game for all the family. Yeah, game for yeah. all the family. And it's quite a sort of a, a taboo now, in, in quite a sad way, Well, I think. This, this is, uh, I think, the earliest in an interview that I've ever been quite this nervous. I'm, I'm not sure we should be promoting... Uh, incest. It's I not just promoting want to go, no, well, it, no, Martin. Just, it's just, just going to flag it as a concern. It's, yes, but that's what we're doing. We're flagging it. We're flagging incest because as a topic. we want to be more popular on the Isle of Sheppey, where the family trees don't <laughs> fork too often. Yes, and I want to um, say hello to any people from the island of Sheppey who are listening to this interview. Thank you for joining us. Now. When I talked on your podcast, I, I, I asked you about being the lone conservative voice in a lefty media, and you said you felt that, that you weren't sure you were anymore. Well, I, I would question the premise of the question, because there are loads and right. loads of right-wing commentators in the media, and I think I am a little less right-wing than I used to be. I always used to describe myself as a down-the-line Thatcherite. But when, when you present a radio programme where the general public are phoning in um, and giving you their views. When you hit, you're talking about universal credit and you get three grown men breaking down and crying one after the other, that kind of knocks a few rough edges off you. So I think on quite a lot of sort of social issues, I probably have become a bit more lefty. That's what everyone on Twitter says, so it must be true. So, well, the people of Twitter do know. Yes. They do know these things. So you feel like you're being corrupted by your listeners? Uh, corrupted, that's one way of putting it. Educated would be another way. Do you think maybe you shouldn't maybe get rid of the listeners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cut, them, yeah. Cut, cut out the listeners. Well, that, that would be, that's what Times Radio have done. And I, yes. I'm, not, I'm not sure that that's really working for them. Do you not think? I think that's quite a, a wonderful model. <laughs> it's great. They don't have any listeners. Yes. They get to, they say wonderful things. Well, and they're really out there with it. Surefire way not to be cancelled. Yes, exactly. Just don't, don't just say the horrible things that you believe uh, to no one. And that is the business model of talk TV, obviously, because yes. they have virtually no viewers. And um, I mean, if, if I, mean, I don't want to boast, because you know I don't do that very no, often. No, but if you look at my audience over a week, I have more audience than Times Radio has for its entire schedule. Oh dear. Yeah, I oh know. Dear. I know. But yet you're the one in the echo chamber and Times Radio, the one that's sort of speaking out to the masses. How am I in an echo chamber? Well, because you have these sort of little um, listeners <laughs> who phone in, tell you what you want to hear, change your mind. That's what an echo chamber, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes. I, am, am I sometimes worried that I might be an echo chamber? That's part of your job description, but I think. It's just because if, if I don't echo what you say, then I tend to get in trouble. With who? With no one. No, because this is a safe space. This is a safe this space. This is a safe space. I'm feeling totally safe. <laughs> Wonderful. So you briefly touched on, on, on the fear of being cancelled. Mm. Do you, I mean, is there something that you feel you could get cancelled by? Is this a threat that, I think that worries you? It doesn't worry me in particular. Uh, the, the trans debate is one that I sometimes fear going into because whatever you say, you're going to upset a lot of people. Yes, you have to choose a side. And, uh, and I think uh, I've got the ability to upset everybody. Like on, on Scottish nationalism, for example. Um, I've been trolled this week after my interview with Nicola Sturgeon by both the Cybernats and people who we now call Brit Nats or Brit Yunes. 
the yeah Brit Brit unionists. So and they are vile people. I mean, they they are real trolls, and so to upset both of them, I think, is quite an achievement. Yes, um, that's balance, isn't it? Yes. But do you think maybe striving for balance is quite really a, a wokey concept? And actually, it works better if you go more extreme down a path. And, and that's, you know, you talk about, you, you, you regarded yourself as a Thatcherite. Yet now, would, would people regard you as a Thatcherite? I mean, look, look at Liz Truss or Rishi Sunak. Do I have to? Fight for the, yes. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think I am in many senses sort of, I'm an economic conservative and a social liberal. And I think that's where a lot of people find themselves now, which wouldn't have been the case 20 years ago. You look at all the different social reforms that have been made. No one would really want to reverse any of them, I don't think. Um, so I, I would still, I'm still a great admirer of Margaret Thatcher, but we're in 2022, not 1982. Do you sometimes wish we were still in 1982? Oh, it's such a great year, Win- a winning great that, year. winning the Falklands War. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. But, <laughs> I knew you'd like that, yes, so I'm just playing you. to the crowd yeah. now. Oh, well, no, I, I appreciated it. I appreciated it. <laughs> Putting the miners in their place. Oh, yes. Yes. What? Out, out of a mine? Yes, out of a mine. <laughs> yeah, but she was a woman ahead of her time because she realised... In fact, this is... I'm not being funny here, but this was, she was the first world leader to talk about climate change at the UN in 1988, I think it was. So that's why she decided to close the mines because she knew that coal production would not be acceptable in 2022. So she was so, actually a sort of climate eco-warrior. Absolutely, yes. yeah. And getting rid of the milk... Because she knew that cows that, were adding to the uh, yep. carbon. That was what first turned me into a Thatcherite at the age of eight when I was at primary you school. You saw her as the new as the she, Greta Thunberg, not the new, the original Greta Thunberg. Yeah, because she got rid of school milk, and hair. I hated school milk. So that was my first encounter with Margaret Thatcher, and I thought she's a woman for me. That's a beautiful, beautiful origin story. <laughs> Do you think the media was quite unfair to Boris Johnson? Not really. No, I think. If you haven't got an opposition, then the media has to step in and, yeah. and become the opposition. I so think that's kind of what happened. It's an efficient opposition. There is a school of thought that says that voters, if they've had a charismatic prime minister, they then vote for a dull one. And if you go back to 1945, generally you have it all alternated between a charismatic one and a dull one. So obviously that's fantastic news for Keir Starmer, yes. um, who is transparently a nice man, competent man but hasn't got any jokes you know what well he hasn't got any jokes you know what it is he just hasn't got it we know it when we see it if we were in a room of a crowded room of people and Ian Duncan Smith walked in the room no one would turn their heads it's the same with Keir Starmer whereas if Tony Blair or Margaret Thatcher walked in obviously Margaret Thatcher's case she wouldn't because she's dead but if they walked in everyone would stare at them because they've got that sort of missing ingredient that Keir Starmer hasn't yeah, the, the special it factor, yeah. which actually I'd argue Ian Duncan Smith had. I mean, I don't know if you've read his book, but it was really well, his, quite something. his novel. Yes. W- what was that called? I can't remember. <laughs> it's quite something, was it? Remember, but it was quite wonderful. something. De- oh, brilliant. The Devil's Tune. That's it. The Devil. Was it the Devil's Tune? It was yes. The devil something. It was the it? Devil's Tune. Very and exciting novel. Yeah, I, re- I read. Man. I did read three pages of it. Three pages. Yeah. I read two and a half, and I thought they were just wonderful. <laughs> I oh, really sometimes the book's so good you don't need to finish it. Yes. You know, you just you just start it off and think, Wow. Mm. Just happy that it's there. But talking of books, you've you've written a lot of books. You've written what, fifty? I've edited or written fifty, but I've, I've actually only written, written about four. 
right oh, so you cheated so yeah, yeah. and one of them was a, you wrote one of them was a bit lies. wokey what was it it was called why can't we all just get along shout right. less listen more do you feel, just up your street it's um, the essence of what you do with the benefit of hindsight do you regret writing that book should we all get along well, there are times on Twitter when I sort of slightly lose my temper, when I think I should have written a book just as f*** off, you miserable bastards. Yes, I did that. I'd read that book. Yeah. I think that sounds wonderful. <laughs> that's the follow-up. Yes, is that the next note? That, Are writing a new book about his- history? Um, I have got a book coming out in October. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity to plug it. Called On This Day in Politics, Pr- Politics. Political History in 365 Days. So you've got 365 pages, 365 days throughout history that something important happened, um, and each 365 words long. Um, what, what about leap years? We, well, it's actually 366 days, but it do, that doesn't really work when you put 366 on the cover because no one knows what you're talking about. Yeah. It sounds, doesn't sound as good. No, it doesn't. So I've been a little bit elastic with the truth. Elastic with the truth. Yeah. Well, that's quite nice. We could start using that. We could, couldn't we? we could we make that we're our tagline? Elastic. elastic with the truth. Yeah, we're not lying. <laughs> no, stretching the truth. Just changing. Tying the truth in a little bow, but then I'm doing it in a different way. Yes. Yes. Being economical with the truth. Economical with the truth. Mm. Truthastic. Are you just going for slogans now? Yeah, just going for slogans. I'm just thinking we could do... In, I can't think of any more. What is truth? Because truth is something means something different to everybody, See, doesn't that's it? that's very good. This is great. I that's like that's very philosophical. That's going profound. What is truth? But also, everyone's truth is different. And that's what I say to people when people present facts. I go, well, those are your facts. <laughs> but they're not mine. But that is—I mean—that is true. That everybody has a, a different version of the truth, yes. and sometimes, even though you disagree with what someone is saying, you can kind of see understand why they believe it. And and there is such a distrust now with the media. Yeah. That and I, I find this every day on my show. People saying, "Well, you, you believe this." I'm thinking, "How do you know I believe that?" I haven't even talked about this subject, but you you assume I believe it because you think one thing and I think another, generally, but sometimes there is a little bit of a crossover. If I was to write a book, mm. so you ran a publishing publishing house, yeah. would, you, would you publish my book? I think you would have a certain clientele. That's, I mean, you, you That's I mean, I did, I did, yes I mean, no. this is possibly, no, I, I don't... Yes, I think that was his truth. I don't want to make you go all fangirly but right. I did publish Katie Hopkins memoirs oh, stop it That's I've tickled you up there haven't oh, I oh my goodness <laughs> oh my goodness wow did you help her rise to power no she she was kind of at the sort of apex of her power if that's the right word was that before well, or after she got kicked off that, LBC that was before if I had my time over, would I do it again? The answer, I'm afraid, is no. Oh, no, why? Even though she did say to me, because one, one or two of my colleagues were a bit nervous about publishing this book, but when they met her, they really the liked lefty, her. Lefty, wokey. Yeah. yeah. And I did say to her, or she actually, to be fair, she said to me, look, if there's anything I write, darling, that you don't think is appropriate for the book, I'm relying on you to tell me. And to be fair to her, though, I think there were only two things that I thought, no, you, you really can't do that. And it, it, the book was just called Rude, exclamation mark. Can't, can't remember the subtitle. And it was actually a really interesting read, I thought. Yeah. And it, did, it sold quite well. But then she did go rather off the rails, didn't she? Well, she, she started hanging out in Africa, which I thought was a bit much. You think that's the reason? Yeah. Yeah, right. I think it was solely the it's reason. A step too far, Step isn't too it? far. And using horse tranquilizers. Yes. Yeah. 
which I think stopped her from her work, really. Come on, K-Hop. And now she's not on Twitter anymore. Because and if you're not on Twitter, who are you? <laughs> who are who you? Who are you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if I was to write a book, yep. really, uh, because sometimes, you know, sometimes I can get in trouble for saying certain things, but if I basically I got my producer, Martin, to act as a as a person just to say, no, no, sort not of, this. Yeah, sort of buffer. I, I, I do but that's your role, isn't it? Um, yes. I, yeah. I go through a lot of um, emails. Also, um, different interesting items have been posted in the past. I, I tend to stop that from getting too, mm. too high. So I mean, you could I, I mean, be my, my book buffer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I mean, how how much of this interview will make it will make the final cut? Well, it's it's absolutely nonsensical, apart from the bits that I do have to cut out right. for legal reasons. So the bit about orgies this, and uh, that I, might it's really shame because the orgy bit I thought was really beautiful. It was very yeah. good. The interview it was artistic, it wasn't was it? Really artistic yeah. and nuanced. It was a nuanced look at orgies. And I was quite surprised that you had attended so many. Thank you, thank you. People often are. People often are. And it, it's terrible. And what was your favourite part of the orgy? My favourite part of the orgy. Oh, well, God. So <laughs> actually, there was a bit in the middle. Was that you? Man, I wasn't a bit in the middle. I was a lot in the middle. Okay. Either we're going to get a, a spike in downloads, or people are just going to stop listening. Why? Well, it's just it's it's it's. I, I don't think you've this... already cut the more exciting bits of the orgy chat. I was you were just asking me to recap my favourite bit, which was of course halfway through we stopped, and then this little man came through with a with a little bouquet a little and a little tie, and he handed out hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> And it was just delightful. Have you noticed that I just resort to smart? Because that's what we, what, what we do on my For the Many podcast, which I do with Jackie Smith. And that's the only reason it's become a really popular podcast, because they, they just wait to see, well, what can those, what we thought were straight-laced people talk yeah. about next? Yeah, 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 yeah. You ha- some people, you, you, you have to give people what they want. And often yeah, exactly. Smart. Yeah, I, I think that's the way to go. And before we wrap up, now, mm. obviously, Boris Johnson was, he, he was a columnist. Do you think this gives hope to other journalists that they too could become prime minister? And is it something you'd consider doing yourself? No, I really would pity the country if I ever became prime. Although I would like to be Secretary of State for Transport, sure which I know pigeonholes me as a boring old fart. But there are things that you can do as Transport Secretary. You can sort of make sure that the highways agency doesn't close the A11 so I can't get to Norfolk on a Friday night, for example. That's wonderful. And you could do something about your doppelganger. Yes, Mick Lynch. Mick Lynch. Yeah. Oh. yeah. He would be exported. Yep, he'd get exported. Yeah. To Rwanda? It's an idea. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, I don't think anybody's Rwanda. had that thought before. No. I think that's a great idea to send all the trade unionists to Rwanda. Well, I mean, I'm I'm famously nervous about sending anyone to Rwanda that hasn't specifically asked to go. Um, You're such a liberal, aren't you? Well, I mean, am I... I think you need to go to the Pretty Patel School of (laughs) Re-Education. Which is, they say it's very hardcore, Mm. but also surprisingly naughty. Is it? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. That's what they say. The Pretty Patel School of Re-Education. It's very secretive, underground. Is this something you learned at the audience? <laughs> well, I was going to say, I'm imagining whips are used. Yes, well, sometimes. Have you been yourself? You know, I don't need re-educating. But sometimes I go and watch. Well, Martin, that was the show. That was the show. And what a show it was. Pretty, I mean... Yeah. 
hopefully no more queuing next week, but um, I, I, we, we did it, we got through it, and I think we paid our respects. We did pay our respects. Please do like and subscribe and um, and leave a little comment. That really helps us. Five stars. Why not? It's so simple. Just hit the five stars, leave a nice quote, say, hey, Martin sounds like a cool guy. Ishan goes on a bit. He could leave off him sometimes. Isn't Harriet great? Anything yes. like that. Yes, anything like that. With thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Paul Dunphy, Mariam Hack, Oliver Izod, Ed Morris, and Ian Dale. See you next week for some more nonsense.